Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. If you're ready to change your life, your finances, and your love life, hiring a coach will dramatically give you results in any area that's important to you. This is season two of Crazy Juicy Love. Why hiring a coach will change your life. So hey guys, welcome to Crazy Juicy Love. I have one of my favorite adorable person <laughs> right in front of me. Her name is Tavia Sharp. Uh, she is the creator of Styled Sharp, and I am so thrilled to have her here. Welcome, Tavia. Hi, Hi. thank you. I'm excited to do this with you. I'm excited Thanks to do this with you. Yeah, with you too. <laughs> so tell me, like, right off the bat, like, how did you get into coaching? Like, and, and how, why men? Why, how did the name Styles Sharp come to, come about and all that? Yeah, well, actually, uh, I've had my business for almost four and a half years. Mm -hmm. And it started out really more styling as I come from the fashion industry. Right. Uh, I was a menswear designer for 15 oh. plus years. And uh, I used to work, I was a head designer at Calvin Klein. I worked for Macy's and Nautica and kind of those big brands. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I that's know, my story. I know about you. Oh, you do? Okay, so you're learning something. <laughs> I know, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a designer, and that, I'm a creative. So that's what I really wanted to do more of, and I felt like I wasn't fulfilled mm -hmm. in my full-time job. And I, you know, I really, I looked um, to my future, and I thought, do I want to stay stuck in something like this for another 15 years? And I mm. just, my soul said no. And so I had to kind of figure out what I was going to do. So I thought about, hey, you know, I'm really good at men's fashion, men's clothing and style. And why don't I just help guys, you know, with with that? Because I know how hard it is for men to figure that out uh, and uh, <laughs> the challenges. So I just started asking my guy friends and, you know, I'd always dress like my boyfriends and everybody I dated. <laughs> I was like, okay, hey, guys in my life, like, if I started charging for this, would you, you know, would you be interested? And they said yes, and that's pretty much how my business began. So I started getting paid for it on the side, and then I decided to quit my job and just go all in. And uh, kind of two years in, I realized that most of the clients were coming to me with a similar issue, and that was, you know, I want to feel more confident, and you know, I don't know how to express myself. Mm. You know, it, like my image, I don't really feel like I'm a match for what I want to attract in my life. And mm. so I thought, well, here, let's go deeper with this. And I thought, you know, I'm, I myself have struggled with that. I know for me, you know, I mean, of course I'm a fashion person, but my whole life has been this struggle of like lack of confidence, you know, even mm. dating in New York City was just a lot, you know, to <laughs> find the right person and, you know, figure that all out. And here I am, I have these guys coming to me, you know, and you think that clothing is somewhat superficial, but actually there's so much more going on underneath. And so I thought, wow, I can really help people, you know, mm. share my story and start, I started coaching. So two years ago, I started coaching my clients who are single in really going deeper and figuring out what's the block that has them not attract the, that special person into their life. And 
that's really the coaching journey began. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really interesting. You said like, you know, I don't think a lot of guys really take into consideration. And it's, and it's so interesting you just say that because now I think about Devil Wears Prada and there's a moment in the in the film, you know, she tells, you know, Rachel um, Hathaway's character, she's like, you know, you think that blue shirt is just a blue shirt when that blue shirt really represents how you feel on the inside. So yeah. like, how do you approach men? Like when you look at them and the way they dress like, can you off the bat tell how they feel inside? Like, what mm-hmm. are the clues that most men are giving away that they're giving off some kind of insecurity? Like, what mm-hmm. are the clues that you see that most men don't really realize that they're giving them giving themselves away with the way they dress? Well, I think it's about how we... It's like the effort we put in and how we take care of ourselves. It's an mm-hmm. expression. And the visual is the first expression. It's the first impression, right? right? You know, when you meet somebody for the first time, when you go on a date for the first time, when you walk into a meeting for the first time or mm-hmm. a networking event, it's what do you see visually first is the impression. So if, you, if, if I see somebody who's not really putting in the effort, and it may just be because they don't know how, which is fine, but then you need to seek that. You need to figure it out. If, if it's important to you, right. that your impression is going to get you a result that you're looking for. So with dating, for example, you know, at, you're meeting people online. You've never met this person before. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the picture saying? What is the visual impression you are giving that person through your clothes, mm-hmm. through your expression, through your facial gestures, your smile? Right. And then how do you show up as a match for what you really, really want? And right. you know you can see that when somebody doesn't wear the right fit or they're wearing clothes that are just not you know doing anything for them, and I right. think that's that's where the disconnect is. And I think people do know that clothing can actually increase the results, but it's just a matter of not knowing how or where to start. So that's where I come in. Right, <laughs> you know, because there's a huge. I find, you know, I'm single and dating and I find that there is a huge disconnect when you see someone visually on a dating app and, you know, they come off very, you know, put together, but when they show up and it's like, wait a minute. So right. you know, why, and especially with guys, like what, in your experience, what is the disconnect? Like a lot of guys think it doesn't matter, but when it, it actually does matter, like, what is the disconnect, you think? Um, I think there's a couple things. I think one is men sometimes feel like it's like um, it's vanity or it's, it's oh, it's also like, oh, I don't really shouldn't be showing off. It's like too much. It's mm-hmm. too showy. I don't want to be that guy. I, I want to be myself. I want to be authentic. Um, I don't want to come across as like, you know, I'm kind of like showy or, or, or it's like a vanity thing. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other part is, is that men just maybe don't, are not aware and right. nobody's really saying it to them. Um, but it's funny because more recently I've gotten a lot of women coming to me saying, Hey, you know what? I really want you to help my partner, my spouse or my boyfriend, because I'm realizing that. I can tell, like, they're not really up in their game. And mm-hmm. 
it's one of the things to do that is through the way you express yourself through clothing, your image. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want you to help them because I, I don't know how to do it. You know, I'm not an expert. So I think it's just that. And then a lot of men are super busy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're busy building their empires, they're building, busy going out, making, making that like business a success or in their job, you know, get in that, you know, that <clears throat> high paying job and that's their focus. And right. they're not really connecting that the way you express yourself in the job or through your business or to other people through image, it's actually communicating for you. So you don't, maybe you don't have to work so hard. Right. <laughs> you can actually work a little less and just actually dress the part, mm -hmm. act as if you're already that, and then you're already there, partly the way. So that's really some disconnects I see. Right, and that's it's so interesting. I'm glad you said that, because um, I have a friend of mine who I, I I sort of styled a little bit. He's a he's a financial coach, and I mm. he's a really tall, you know, guy, very handsome, and he wears a lot of baggy clothes, and I see a lot of guys really so against wearing I guess skinny jeans but so well you can wear fitting clothes without being so tight that looks presentable on you it just makes for, for me as a coach scene or a person trying to coach somebody in their dating life it just makes it seem that you just don't care um yes. and um like but, I mean, he just, I mean, he can literally wear a medium shirt. He's wearing extra large, oh, wow. extra large, like, um, button down, extra large vest, extra large, like, you know, he's a size 36. He's wearing a size 34 pants. And I was just like, dude, like, you know, yes. that is a huge disconnect. Like, very, what much. is it about like baggy clothes that men just baggy clothes versus like, I guess fitted clothes, just just a no. They have that they. A lot of guys say, "Well, that's too gay," you know, which is like a, a term that's so disempowering for them. But mm -hmm. it really stops them from looking their best too. Yes, associate that. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of men wear the wrong size because they don't know what the right size is, right. and. Mm -hmm and they're used to wearing something a certain way. So they're used to the comfort of that particular thing. And so they're, they're a little hesitant to change it. And so, um, when I explain to them, like, well, this is what baggy clothes is actually doing to, you know, other, like what it's saying to other people, it says that you actually don't really, aren't really paying attention to like mm -hmm. what you're putting on yourself. And that's a lack of effort and that's communicating to those around you. It's the details that what people pay attention to. And, um, you know, when you wear something baggy, it's like very distracting. Like people <laughs> are noticing that and they're not paying attention to you yeah. and what you have to say. And so I think it's just a matter of learning. And then I hear a lot of men say, I don't know how to, I don't know what my right fit is, or I don't know how to find brands that fit me because I have a particular, you know, body type, like tall, cause I work with right. guys all different heights, shapes, sizes. And so that's my job to help them figure out what is the right fit and guide them. And then also helping them stay comfortable. And I know that's a big deal mm. for men. Um, yeah. But also like the fact that just so they know that like I, I get wanting to feel comfortable and feeling like you don't have to change to, you know, please other people. But it's 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 the message you're giving out, especially in dating. This is where I say it's such a big deal in dating because 
the other person that you're going on the date with is busy thinking about those things that are distracting them versus <laughs> letting them sit there and be with this great person. Like, right. They're distracted. Like, oh, he didn't really put in an effort. What's that? How that kind of, what right. does that speak about him as a person? Right. And I, I, I so connect with that. I remember going on a date with a guy. Um, he was a lawyer, I believe. And it was, granted, it was summer. It was hot. And, you know, and I, and I ended up planning the whole date. He didn't plan anything. I said, okay, I'll do that. Then, you know, he said, oh, do you mind if I wear a tank top and shorts? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, no. And so that was, I don't know why that was a red flag for me. I was just like, like mm. this dude is not even putting in any kind of effort. I plan this whole thing. Yes. And you're just going to show up any kind of way. Yeah. So we got on a date. He wore, we, 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 I compromised. I said, okay, I'll wear you shorts and I'll wear like a button down, you know, I wear some nice shoes, you know, some like um, boat shoes, you know, to like at least look like I didn't just wake up out of bed. I'm going to the park. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? He came with like t shirt and, and, and jeans and, and like really just the whole, his whole attitude was exactly this replicate I just didn't care. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. you know, talk to me about like what men can do to, sh- to like really put an effort in. Like what is what is too much and what is just like just enough of effort to put in on that first date without mm. coming over like you're trying too hard but you're just you just look comfortable in who you are by yes. what you wear. Yeah, and I always say there's just some simple things. Like for men, you know, you don't have a lot of options, right? Like for women, we have so many options. <laughs> yeah, I know. And sales, <laughs> God. Right. I mean, come on. Like women, we got so many things we could use. You know, I always say use the tools that you have. So for men, what do you have? What are your tools to help you look and feel better and be more attractive? Mm-hmm. It's your clothes. Because you have to go out of the house with clothes. There's nobody going on a date naked. And it's your grooming. So the two things I always say, pay attention to. Your, the fit of your clothes. Make sure your clothes are fitting you properly. Because first of all, it's, it's, it shows you put in the effort. Like, you know, like what your body is Mm -hmm. and what you put on your body. Like, you know, what looks good. That's saying something. And it makes you more attractive. Like Mm -hmm. when you wear clothes that fit, you can show off your physique. Um, and for people that are a little bit heavier, it actually makes you slimmer, not wearing clothes that are even bigger that make you look even bigger than you are. Like, so those are some things fit. Number one, um, color. I always say accessorize with your personality, wear some color guys. Do not be afraid of color and try it. It's so attractive when somebody wears a color that looks amazing on them. Right. Women I, love that. And I would say too for men like cuz a lot of men say I don't know what color to wear. I'm right. like one of the indications you know is when you wear something and somebody go, "Oh, that color looks good on you." That yes. is an indication. That's yeah. an indication, you right. know? And I mean, that's something I do with my clients. I go over their colors, but you're absolutely right. Like when you wear a color, and I always ask people that, "Hey, what co- what shirt have you worn where you got compliments or right. yes. you where you've got compliments because I want to help you get more of that." <laughs> so, you know, when I ask clients, I'm like, "Let's let's go through that. Let's explore like what are the things that you, you know, you feel good in and what have people complimented you yes. on?" And then 
A third thing I would say is make sure that you are wearing shoes that are in good condition and they look good. They're in fashion and style because seriously, it's, there is this thing and it's, you can research it, but women and shoes and, and just in people in general, I think it's one of those rules that never goes out of style. It's take care of your shoes and just doing that people really notice that like if you show up on a date and your shoes look all scuffed and beat up and or you've got open toes or something no none <laughs> of that is attractive and and it's just because it it's it's speaking like when you take care of something where else do you take care of things in your mm. life where are you going to take care of me down the road Ooh. that's the thing it's so much more psychologically clothing you think it's simple but it's not it's saying so much about who you are as a person and how you're going to show up in this relationship if i decide to you know invest my time in you god that's so good because now that got me thinking i you know i one of my best friends i used to get on him he used to wear open toe shoes everything everywhere and i was like dude you like no you no. cannot be showing up everywhere with these sandals <laughs> And, (laughs) you know, and his wife was getting him too. And I said, we're going shopping. And we literally, even though it was was Marshall's, but Marshall's Mm -hmm. had some really good um, stuff. And I literally sat there and picked out some things. He, he started to do good, starting to do really well. He actually sent me a picture last week of he had a really nice, like, um, V-neck sweater with a button-down thing. And I was like, wow, it looks really good. He even showed me a picture of his shoes. He looked really, nice. really good. Now, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of, like, clothing places, like, what are some places, like, if, if a man or anyone who are, like, I guess on a budget, like, what are some mm-hmm. good places to go to to get some really stylish clothes without, like, spending crazy amount of money? Yeah, totally. I mean, I have clients that, you know, have that and I really have to work. It's my job to find the things within their budget, uh, which is fun for me because I love to budget and I love to, I myself am a budget shopper for my own stuff, but I love Marshall's. Um, I always find good stuff there, but Mm -hmm. for me, that's like, you got to dig for the, like the treasure, (laughs) I call it the treasure hunt. That's the treasure hunt shopping. Um, But I love it. And, uh, Century 21, one of my favorite places mm-hmm. to go for men, especially if if people listening in are in New York City. Definitely the one downtown for men is way better. Um, mm-hmm. The one um, near Wall Street, it's on Cortland Street. And um, I also like Nordstrom Rack. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of this shopping online is huge. Like I do a lot of virtual shopping with clients and I find some great things on Amazon. Like... Really? I find some really, if somebody's really on a budget, I'm all about Amazon.com and there are great right. things on there. I yeah. kind of hesitate to buy clothes off Amazon. Like, why Amazon? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, because clothing is such a hands on experience. Yes. So, why Amazon? Why do you choose Amazon? Um, you know, it's just, I can find a lot of good deals um, on Amazon. They have name brands, you know, they have mm-hmm. Calvin Klein, which I obviously I know very well because I used to design for them. So I, that's easy for me, but they have lots like um, Penguin and a bunch of brands on Amazon. So even if it's um, not like a huge brand, you know, you can return it. It's not a big deal. I mean, this right. is really for people that hate the um, in-person shopping, which I do have people like that and, or they just 
they don't have time. Mm -hmm. So I do the virtual shopping and I find some great things. Um, and another one I would say um, is ASOS, ASOS.com. Yes. Yeah, that's great them. stuff. Very good prices. Like, seriously? Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So you say you, I mean, it's, there's some great things out there. I mean, then there's the other things like Zara. Of course, mm -hmm. we all know Zara. Um, I don't shop too much at H&M just because I feel like the quality is really crappy. And it, I mean, it's okay if you just want something for a season, but it's, you wash it right. a couple times and it's done. Like, <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> So, I mean, it's not bad. I wouldn't say like, don't go to H&M, mm -hmm. but you know, I, that wouldn't be my top pick. I shop a lot online or Zara or those kind of places. And so, you know, I want to go back to like, um, you know, when you're dealing with the psychological aspect of the coaching with mm -hmm. your clients, like, so what are the, some of the common things you run up against with men and trying to like style them and prepare them for dating? Like what are some mm -hmm. of the things that you run up against? Well, it's interesting because I think all of it always seems to be the same thing. It's a lot of, um, not feeling confident and so they don't really feel like they they trust themselves to know what to say or how mm. to say it and that's a huge thing um so it's it really goes deeper than the clothing obviously mm -hmm. that's one thing that's going to boost your confidence but it's also like they've a lot of these guys are they're just really nice nice guys you know they're looking for that special person but what's happened is there is a block and they're not sure what the block is and often they think it's the other person or I can't find the right person or I don't mm. live in the right city or all that stuff. But usually what it is, it's them blocking themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I, this is something I myself have experienced. This is why I, I can coach on this because this used to be me. Before I dated a lot in New York City, <clears throat> I've lived here for almost 20 years and you know I'm in a relationship now, but you know, it's, I struggled. I went on date after date, never found the right person. I couldn't figure out what it was. And then it took me actually doing a coaching program to discover that it was me who had the block. I blocked myself from attracting the love that I wanted in my life until I kind of went deeper and started to discover what that was. Lo and behold, that's when my boyfriend, you know, showed up and we are together. So yeah. So what, what what were the blocks that you discovered? Can you talk about that? Um, it was, um, you know, it was worry that, uh, that if I actually committed, you know, again, I was afraid of commitment, even though I wanted a long-term relationship, I wanted to commit a relationship at the same time I was afraid of it. So wow. I was repelling it. Um, and I, I mean, I went on dates all the time. I didn't have any problems getting dates and, uh, you know, that wasn't the issue. It was just meeting the right person. And, you know, I, cause I had a lot of, like, I, I met a lot of, like I dated a lot of the wrong people, emotionally unavailable people, men that were just, you know, um, you know, the ghost, you know, they'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd never hear from them right. in like a month. And I had a lot of that. So I had a lot of like lack of trust that I could actually, you know, trust in finding the right person. And then, you know, I was afraid of commitment at the same time. So I had to discover what was it inside of me that was actually blocking that and, um, and just really open myself up to attracting the love that I deserve. So mm. I noticed that with a lot of the, the men that I coach, it's a similar thing. And until we really discover what that is, and it could be just something from their past, you know, mm. like a childhood experience is a lot of it. 
um, that they realize, oh, that's the thing that blocked me, you know, right. and I still am stuck with that thing. That person said that or that rejection moment. And so it's carried on over and over and over yeah. again. And then men tend to wait and not share this or try to get help with it for so long. And then until they're like, whoa, like for years and years, right. I'm still struggling with this. And so I like to co coach in a, you know, in a really a one-on-one and um, coaching way where they feel safe to open up and be vulnerable so that I can help guide them past that block and they can open up and actually start to attract that person. And then, you know, it's really from there, it's, it's coaching on, you know, feeling the comp more confident mm -hmm. to, um, you know, reach out to the women that they are attracted to, to go on that date, what saying the right things, feeling comfortable in their own skin. And also, um, you know, how are they going to go up to a person when right. you're in a social setting? Cause that's a huge thing too. I mean, rejection right. is big. So it's all of that stuff, right. you know, and it's really about confidence. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. but, but I'm also curious too, like going back to the commitment thing, like if you can share, um, like, because I find that a lot of people, especially in the gay community, mm. or a lot of men in general, I would, I want, I want to see, I want to blanket men in general have issues with commitment and they don't know where it comes from. And, and like what you said, people, they're bringing their past into every dating situation and don't realize that someone said to them or a situation or an old relationship or maybe even, you know, a family said something to them. So I don't know if you care to share, but what was the moment that you said, I would not commit? Like, what was that moment that gave you that block? Well, actually, um, it was a past relationship which took me a while to discover because i didn't even realize it was there but what happened was i was cheated on in a past relationship mm. um and you know really wasn't i guess i would say um somebody who i really trusted you know i was and i and i i was very hurt i was young i you know i was like 19 years old mm -hmm. and Wow. He he did something that was very hurtful and kind of threw it in my face, really. Wow. Um, and because of that, I, you know, I just was like, I think internally I said, I don't want that to happen ever again. Right. You know, so I didn't even realize really it was a block. Um, and so I carried it for years and years. And then, you know, it took me a while to discover that that was one of the things that really stopped me from really putting myself out there and opening myself up because rejection is painful. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to feel that. And I understand that too, from my client's perspective, when they're right. sharing this stuff and it may not even be a relationship. Some of them, it's just literally one person said one time to them right. and that stuck with them for so long mm, that yeah. they're afraid like that's somebody's going to say that again. And it, and I get it. It's, it's a, you know, when you carry around that like inner child, feeling mm -hmm. it goes into everything that you do you know in dating and then you're like i don't know why i'm not meeting her well right why you know and it's, it's so true because like in um this is something that learned we learn in the calling in one practice with Catherine, and she calls it you know and, and i'm sure you probably can relate to this so when you when that experience happens you make a declaration i will never be let anyone do this ever to me again so basically you make an agreement with mm. yourself in the universe and then therefore that's where the block happens and then we don't even realize basically language language create worlds 
And so we don't even realize that that moment was a very significant thing that that declaration to myself is the mm. very thing that stopped us. And, you know, she was talking about how she, one of the things that was blocking her from, from love is like she made this commitment. I think something happened in her life and she made this commitment to God. And she said, if you get me out of this situation, I will commit my life to you. Mm. And for years and years and years, she couldn't, she wasn't realizing that something was blocking her and she didn't know what it was. And as she was going on this journey of self-discovery of all the blocks and resentments, she realized that, oh my goodness, I made this declaration to God that I will only be for you. Mm. And so, you know, it's in that moment she made a redeclaration. She's like, okay, <laughs> I want love in my life. I still love you, but I want this to in my life. And, and I hear this all the time and people say it casually, you know, oh, this person hurt me and I'm, I'm never going to be hurt again. And I'm like, okay, well, that is the very thing that is stopping you. Yes. I had a, a recent client too. He was going through a very painful relationship and um, and she didn't, you know, didn't trust him. She was going through his phone constantly. She was like, even when he said he was going to meet his friends, she would call a friend and make sure he was there, make sure he was leaving. Like it was just on and on and on. And that's a really painful past that she is directly bringing to her relationship. And I said to him, I said, you know, that is not, that has nothing to do with you. I said, it comes from her past or something in her life. He said, yes, her mother taught her to be that way with men. And therefore she's mm -hmm. carrying this legacy of men are not trustworthy into her relationship, yep. you know? And so mm -hmm. when you, when you get to that moment with these men, how how are their how is how is their response to you and, and how do they open up and how do they start to generate their life? I think it's freeing. Um, you know, I've had people you know cry and release that. I've had people just say, "Wow, I shifted something huge," and mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know what? They're getting like results. <laughs> like <Right. laughs> they let that thing go, and then they're able to you know, connect with somebody online that they maybe didn't connect with before, wouldn't have connected with before, you know, um, um, going out with somebody and they're like, wow, I had a great first date and I haven't had a great, like a really good first date in right. like a really long time, you know, getting the second date. That's like huge. <laughs> right. that's, a, that's a, that's a win, you know, because a lot mm -hmm. of times what happens, they get the first date and it doesn't go anywhere. And they're wondering right. why, 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 you know? It's how we show up. It's our energy. It's our vibe. And I always talk about that. So if, if these things are in your space and your energy, it's going to hold you back. Right. And women are so intuitive. I mean, you know, I know. I know. we pick up on things very easily. And I hear it over and over again. You know, and I myself have gone through it. I've been out with a lot of people in New York City and gone on a lot of dates and you know, I hear I myself have been that woman on the other side going, right. mm, he's such a nice guy, but what? I'm just not, you know, I'm feeling it or I don't feel a connection. But what is it, you know? And so that's what I really try to go in and create and say, let's start to create the things that connect with people more. Mm -hmm. And connection begins way before the date happens. Right. This is the biggest thing that I, I think men often make the mistake is like they think they're just going to connect with somebody online and just show up and be like oh let's just see if we you know we're a match right no 
You have to connect with them ahead of time. Build it up. Yes. And, wow. When you build it up, isn't it so much more like exciting and fun when you, that date happens? You're like, wow. Because yes. the buildup. I I couldn't agree more. So, so let's talk about that. So, mm-hmm. what are I don't I think you know is exactly what you said. Like men miss that moment from the very first like is in the very first hello is so critical of building chemistry intimacy yes. um it, it goes and i find it in the gay community too like mm. we just passively underestimate these moments and it's like these moments matter and what are some of the common mistakes that you hear from women that men make on that very first initiation online um okay so the online dating is usually um not asking the right things or saying the right things in the messages mm-hmm. like either they they're not really asking questions that are wanting to get to know the other person like they're just like hey hi yeah how's your day great are you free on friday like how is that connecting with somebody <laughs> i mean it doesn't show them that you're interested in getting to know them. So right. that's number one. And then, um, so there, so that's, that's part of it is like, you have to connect in your messaging. Right. Mm. And then some of it, um, women tell me often that guys take too long. So they're like drawing it out, like this drawn out process. Like we're, you know, we're, we're going on for weeks here and we're not getting to the point. Right. Right. So like that, so it's one or the other. And then let's say they decide to go on the date, right? Both parties agree. Then what happens is there's no showing of effort. Like it's a full lack of effort. Like, you know, where, where, how do you show up differently? Like show her that you're different than all the other men Mm -hmm. on these dating apps. Put in an effort, plan the date. You know, it's not that hard to have a few places that are kind of like your go-to spots. Right. And you say this, this, or this, you know? And hey, how about this place? And beforehand, you know, and I'm maybe I'm old school, but I do think this works, is that you should pick up the phone and make a phone call and actually speak to the person. Right. And make a little effort, even if it's a quick call, you know, 20 minutes, get to know them a little bit, like build some excitement there. You hear their voice and that's already creating connection. Yes. And I'm, and I'll, this is my tip for all the men out there is that, you know, we're, we have the feminine energy, right? Women have a feminine energy. So we want, we want that opposite. This is for the men and women, you know, heterosexual dating, but it's the opposite that we're attracted to. So if we hear that masculine voice on the other end, it's like, it's already building it up. Like, Oh, there's some, chemistry building because I'm oh wow his voice sounds really attractive you know so you're already getting like the connection going and that chemistry is building and you get to know each other right so you get to hear each other's personality you don't get to hear a personality in a text message right and it's so interesting you said it because I recently was like you know set up on a a blind date and well it it was supposed to be a blind date and you know I, we couldn't meet that week, and I said, and I suggested, you know, hey, you know, let's, you know, let's have a phone conversation. And mm-hmm. so, the, the phone conversation didn't happen. Like we, 
Well, I guess both mm. got busy. I, we both, you know, let the ball down. I kept, like, he would say he was busy. I said, okay, well, let me know when you're free. So then he let me know when he's free. I'm not busy. So back and forth. Thing. So then a friend of mine, you know, came to me and said, hey, he showed me the text message, the guy who tried to hook us up. And he said, and I read it, he was like, he was turned off because I wanted to have a phone conversation. And I was like, really? Like, how is having a phone conversation not equi- like re- relevant anymore? You know, it's, it's I can't meet you, but I want to talk to you. I want to plan something with you. I want to hear your voice because, and I find that it's one of the human elements that, mm-hmm. like what you just said, that connect us, that build chemistry with us. You know, it's yeah. like the five, that activates the five senses of our bodies. Yeah. You know, you're activating yes. that in the other person. I want to hear your voice yeah. before I see you. Like, I mean, so I just find it odd now that speaking on the phone has become some of this like taboo thing and people make yes. the other person wrong for speaking on the phone it's like no like you're it's a part of the momentum the build up the suspense the you know attraction mm-hmm. you know um, and yes. it's the missing thing in dating now yes it is it is think about it you know because when you meet somebody in person right and this still happens I mean people right. go out socially and meet their connection is already created then because mm-hmm. you're meeting this person and there's some chemistry and connection happening, this human to human, you know, conversation and there's some buildup. So you know, right away, whether or not you're interested, right. you know, but on in a dating app that is not there. It's the missing piece. So how do you create connection? Would you rather go out with 20 people you connected with on a dating app and just like throw darts and be like, let's see who I connect with when I meet up with them. Or would you rather, you know, match with 20 people and rule them out before you've wasted your time and energy going on the date and money going on the date. And wouldn't you rather figure it out ahead of time? Like, Oh, maybe these couple of people out of the 20 are worth actually making the effort to go take the time out of my schedule Uh, and go meet up with you know it just this is where i'm saying like you could actually be so much more successful at dating if you just did some things ahead of time to build connection like pick up pick up the phone i I tell you the phone i you know i met someone on um, a dating app uh okay cupid and i had an instinct like i need to get this person on the phone and so you know he was super smart highly intelligent person from uh, this pre- prestigious school. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I usually have a really good connection with people who are, like, very smart or whatever. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So we get on the phone, and I barely could understand it because he was speaking in a way that was so, m- maybe it's because he's in a different educational bracket than me. I'm not, And I'm not going to use that as an ex- excuse because I've talked to people who went to Princeton, you know, New NYU, all these places. They never in my life that I felt so small with this person mm-hmm. and that was like my first indication I was like oh he was like I'm not gonna apologize for my you know my intellect I was like I didn't ask him to do that but he kind of threw that out of there threw that out there but he was such an ass on the phone mm-hmm. and I was like hmm this is very interesting like I'm picking up so much more things I said well 
let me just go on a date and see how this was going to be. But I already was prompted based on his phone call. And I'm glad the phone call, I did the phone call because he was exactly the same on the date. And yes. I literally had to stop the date. I was like, we have to stop this date. You're an <laughs> asshole. I cannot <laughs> be with you anymore. I need to go. Yeah. And it was, if it wasn't for the phone call, I... I would have walked in blind. I mean, I probably would have started. I would have been much more frustrated, maybe. I don't know. But that phone call gave me so many clues mm. as to what I was getting myself into. And it, 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 having a phone call can really save you a lot of time, headache, and just really prepare you for what you're getting into. Give you yes. clues and red flags, yes. all that. Yeah, it really does. And then I hear the thing all the time from my clients, like, oh, you know, I, I'm, you know, they get tired. They're frustrated. It's exhausting. I get it. You know, to go on date after date after date. Right. Yeah. Same thing, you know, it's just like, it doesn't go anywhere. And, but it's like, if you just did a little more upfront, like mm -hmm. phone calls or took the time to actually connect with somebody beforehand to really understand if this person is worth you spending the time right. to actually meet up, wouldn't you feel better because you that you wouldn't feel as exhausted? You know, <laughs> right. Like, you know, your time is valuable. And I mean, if you don't want to feel frustrated at the end of the day because you're trying to, you know, rule out people, like, <laughs> oh, let me meet up so I can then rule them out or see if they're, you know, we're good enough and we're going to go on a second date. No, it's just so much work. Right. So like do it ahead of time and build the connection. And, you know, we need to do that as humans because we yeah. are living in a very, you know, undisconnected yeah. world now with technology. Mm -hmm. right. So going back to, you know, the first initiative here online. So what are some things that men could do? Like what kind of questions that men can ask that will, you know, show interest, be curious. Like what are, mm -hmm. what are women wanting men to ask in the first initiation. Hmm. I think they just really want to know that you are interested in who they are and getting to know them, right? So it's got to be questions that are like interested in what they, who they are, what they're about, like what right. matters to them, not the typical questions. And this, I say this on the date too, don't ask the typical questions. What do you do? You know, that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, try something different, something unique, like what, what do you love to do? What are you passionate about? Mm. Like questions that are interesting and engaging and get somebody really, you know, just opening up, right? Because you right. have to see if this person, you're seeing if this person is a good match for you just right. as much as you're trying to see like, you know, hey, are they going to go out with me? Like, because a, a lot of guys are like, ah, oh, is she going to say yes to me? I'm like, but isn't it also important <clears throat> that you know this person is a good match for you? Yeah. Like you have to ask the questions. You can't just base it on somebody's picture and right. that's not good enough. So right. I know one one question has been really effective for me is like asking, well, what's important to you in your life right now? Yes. You know, um, and I another question that I find, you know, especially well, first of all, I love to read profiles. I wish one thing that <laughs> men can do is actually read profile yes <laughs> you know you created a profile and have words on it like actually mm -hmm. but, yes you know and okay so say the person didn't read the profile so okay so you look at the pictures okay so also pictures are indication of like 
you know, hiking, you know, with this, with yes. that. You say, you know, why well, see you love to travel? You know, what, what, what really, what do, you, what do you love about traveling? And like, you know, what is your favorite place to go to? Because people have really interesting stories yes. to share about traveling. What yeah. else that women love to hear? Yeah. Um, I think they want to know that you care about like, just, you know, what, what, like who they are in the world too. Like, right. it's not just, um, you know, what your interests or what you do for a living, but you know, who you are, like what matters to you? Um, you know, where do you, where do where do you see yourself living? If not living in New York, like just fun and interesting questions, right. like that are kind of not so typical, um, and cookie cutter. Right? right. And then, yeah, I always say like, look at the pictures because, a lot of my clients are like on Tinder or Bumble or something <clears throat> like that. And there, there's just not much that you can actually say in the mm -hmm. description. So you have to look at people's pictures. What is the story that they are telling with their pictures? Yes. Right? Because that's what it is. It's storytelling. You know, I always say like, and this is where my image part comes in. I say, you know, you, this is online dating. It's like your, um, it's like a marketing campaign. You're marketing yourself online on a dating app. And that's what your pictures are doing for you. Right. So if your pictures are not telling a story that they should be, because then somebody <laughs> can actually get to know a little bit about you from the pictures, right? Like you said, hiking or what's an interest that you're doing? Do you show yourself with family members, friends? Like, are you doing something fun? Um, and also there's a lot of negative pictures that you shouldn't right. put up, so right? What are some what are some do's and don'ts of pictures? Like as pictures, since people are not really writing anymore, what are some <laughs> oh what are some do's and don'ts yes. of, <laughs> um, uploading pictures to your profile? This is my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> seriously, uh, okay. So I always say, you know, your picture should should be showing you in your best self, right? So. What is it saying about you and your personality? Um, make sure you're smiling in your pictures because everybody wants to go out with somebody who's positive and upbeat and the smile, it's, right. I mean, come on, that's attractive. So none of those model pictures, because right? a lot of guys like to show those like mean mugging faces that necessarily yeah. have. No, no, nobody <laughs> wants to see that, you know? <laughs> um, I, I mean, you know, you have to show yourself like that you are up to something, right? So is it a travel picture? Is it something that you shows what you're interested in? You know, like you're doing something fun, like, you know, you're rock climbing, you know, in one of those like in inside ones, even just something that shows what you like to do, you mm -hmm. know, you run marathons or whatever it is that show. Oh, wow. He's likes to, he cares about his health. He cares about taking care of himself. You know, it's, these are the things that you got to think of. Um, do not show pictures that are all far away and we can't see you. <laughs> also don't take pictures that are too up close because we want to see a whole, a whole body, just like men want to see the whole body. Right. So do men. Um, so, and then I would say, you know, you really got to think about it. Like, uh, how, what is say, what is the picture saying about you? I had a right. client, for example, who had pictures, um, he's very successful, great person. And his pictures on his profile were him drinking a beer in oh. every picture. And I thought, yeah. well, she might think you're an alcoholic. Yes. And he's like, oh my God, he didn't think, but that's the truth. If you're right. showing every picture with most of the pictures of you with a cup of beer, like, right. and you just look like a party guy or, you know, I really got to think about what is, what am I doing in the picture that's showing me in the best light and actually says something 
about myself, what I'm interested in. You know, I always say show a picture with an animal because women love animals and family, right? So you and like grandma or (laughs) somebody that, you know, because it shows you're a family centered person. And I mean, if that's important to you, that's what I mean. Like, but you have to show things that are telling the story. Right. You know, I, I hear a lot of pushback about like, you know, men taking pictures with kids, you know, I mean, I find it very adorable, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, taking pictures with kids, you know, I also, I remember there was an um, article a while back by match.com and just like what you said, you know, do's and don'ts of, uh, of pictures as one thing is alcohol because it really shows it's, it doesn't it just comes off that you're a party person you're always out to events you're not really serious you might be in a, mm-hmm. in a nightlife when one and I've been testing these things out if, if one don't is to constantly have a pictures with showing a lot of skin um, especially man if you constantly have your shirt off it means you're not really serious like basically you yes. like hookups. And yep. so, and um, and I find that to be very true. And I had an argument with a friend of mine. I said, no, like it is very true. Every single person that I've like tested this out with have never been serious about a relationship. They always want to immediately talk about sex. Yes. Um, also, mm-hmm. too, I find what's interesting too, when you read people's profile names, if it's like any kind of sexual hinting kind of things, like men, get a little creative with their names and, th- and like you know that's a big sign that you know this person is not really serious about a relationship also too like what you just said too both men and women not showing a body picture can be very mm-hmm. deceiving and I see a lot of people you know they take their phones and they shoot these, these high up cameras the high up angles which is a big no and I'm gonna tell you why because I yeah. um when I was doing photography, I, there's a really popular um, photographer. Her name is Lisa Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide. And, and I realized, like, you're basically trying to make your body much smaller. You're mm-hmm. basically creating an illusion of what your body is instead of, um, like, showing what it actually is. And it's, and it's coming off, you're showing your insecurity when you're actually not really being confident in your body, like this is who I am. You're not saying this is who I am and this is take it or leave it. You know, for me, I want somebody to say, take it or leave it, this is who I am because that's how I'm presenting myself. You know, I I want that kind of person. Mm -hmm. You know, and even one of my best friends, you know, he had this moment when he first started dating this guy, he wanted to, you know, he went into this like sort of like mystical shop or something. He was going to get some crystals for something because this guy is from France and whatever. And he was going to change his price. And hopefully he doesn't kill me for sharing his story. <laughs> but, um, uh, and he wanted to change the price and he asked the owner, um, you know, can, could she change the price? And then she said, wow, do you want to start your relationship all off already deceiving? And he was like, oh my God. Like just from that one, it was just mm-hmm. a basic little thing, but those moments add up. Yes. Pictures you're already deceiving because I remember now a few years ago, uh, okay, Cupid, this, uh, I went on a, saw this guy in the picture and I, and I, and I questioned him. And I said, I'm not really sure what size are you? Like he mm. looked indifferent, which is a big do not, for me a, a don't is to have these different 
shapes. Like this guy was different shapes mm. in different every picture and had different haircuts in every picture. I didn't know who, which one was the current person. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, this is a big no-no. I don't know what yeah, he was no. Yes. <laughs> you know? And when he showed up in the day, like, he was a bigger size. He wasn't the smallest size. And I was just like, dude, like, you can't do that. So do you no. find your clients do that, too? Mm, yes, to somewhat. I mean... I just feel like a lot of times um, my clients, they, they say, well, I don't have any good pictures. You know, I don't know. And I said, well, you, we have, you have to make an effort to get some. Right. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to like, yeah, professional photos great, but I, I also think they should look natural. You know, can you have a friend or somebody help you take some pictures? You know, and I do this with my clients too, when they work with me, like, um, we will, we'll spend time in person doing that, but right off the bat, you know, is there some like quick pictures that you can get taken, you know, by a friend or something to just help you? Like if you don't have any, but you need to have some and they need right. to look good. And, um, yeah, like I, one thing I remember when I did online dating was there were a few times where I went out with somebody, um, and I, I don't know if, um, this happened to you, but there was a size thing, but then also there was an age thing. Like mm. Men were putting pictures of themselves from younger or older version. <laughs> it was them, but it was not the current. And then they'd show up on the date and I'm like, oh, it's, you know, you're, you're not that person anymore. Right. It's not a bad thing, but you're not embracing it. And then also for me, and I'm sure a lot of women feel this, uh, it just was off the bat. It just seemed like untrustworthy, um, deceitful. Mm. And that really, that was the first impression. And you do not want that to be in the right. space. It will no. never go anywhere after that. Right. You know? so, shifting a little bit. So talk to me like I mean, you've had a coach in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what was that experience like for you having a coach and how was it beneficial for you? Um, well, I've had a couple coaches. I've had the, I did the program for, you know, for like finding love. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was a great coaching because I opened up a lot about myself and discovered a lot about what was holding me back and, you know, the blind spots and, you know, not having me be successful. I'm a, like a very much of a go-getter, you know, determined, like go, go, go person. Mm -hmm. And I was always like that in my job. And so I was successful at work, but I wasn't successful in relationships. Mm. And, and I, and I discovered that I was like, I'm, I'm a yes person. And you know, I am a person who's always putting other people's needs before my own. And so I've mm. worked on that a lot and how to like, you know, really set boundaries. And I think that's important because a coach is there to guide you mm. in, yeah. in, in showing that about yourself so that you can actually shift, make these major shifts and that you can have like a more effective yeah. life, whether that's relationships, business. Um, I have, you know, I had a business coach, um, when I was really shifting and, you know, kind of growing my business. I know. Cause now I, your business is growing. Cause I see, I remember yeah. you first started seeing a business coach. She's been, she's been pushing you and you've been yeah creating those contents out there. Pushing me outside of a comfort zone that I was very comfortable in. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, this is the point, right? It's like, you know, do you think that, uh, let's say Michael Jordan or anybody in sports 
do you think that they would be anywhere near as good as they are if they didn't have that coach or multiple mm, coaches really yes. to push them because and they're excellent they're already talented but mm. they you still need a coach to push them to the next level and that's what yes. i always say like when you invest in a coach be ready to get pushed outside your comfort zone right. and but that's what you want i mean mm -hmm. you know if i if i didn't get a coach and i tried to do my business all by myself and grow it on my own i wouldn't be reaching nearly as many people as I'm reaching now. And I wouldn't even see myself as who I really am. I was, it was like, I was blocking my own success yeah. because I wasn't, I was stuck, you know, stuck in a place of hiding, playing small and not being fully self-expressed. Um, and that is not, that doesn't attract people. That doesn't attract, you know, more relationships or, or soulmate clients. If I'm not, just being my full self-expression. What attracts them is being who you are because that's what your vibe attracts your tribe. So mm. if I'm not able to express who I am in the world and how big I am, yeah, as I always say that, your vibe <laughs> attracts your tribe. And it's true, it's true. And it is because even though I'm a woman and I'm coaching men, I'm still attracting clients that are like me. Right. And they would resonate with me. And so I, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to help everybody and that's okay. You know, people are not all the people in the world are going to want to work with me. It's, that's just how it is. That's why everybody attracts their own tribe. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but I like that opposite container because then I'm able to create what is a relationship, you know, we're starting to shape what is in a relationship really going to look like for you. You're already creating one with me as your coach, you know, right. that masculine feminine uh, balance. And so that's what I think is so great is that I know that everything I'm, I'm coaching them on is are things I experienced as well. So yeah, so that's pretty much. Wow. That's so, that's so beautiful. It's like a coach, you know, for me personally, as you know, I, you know, when I was in the calling, the calling in the one um, um, coaching program, and you get, we get two coaches. You got, we have a senior coach and a mentor, mentor coach, senior coach, and you know, she really pushed me. <laughs> you know, yep. like you know, every time I share with her, my participants, even though my coach, my participants were doing well. Like she really got me to look at the details because it was in the details that, you know, they were going to transform. And, yeah. you know, especially Catherine, you know, she was really, and it sounds like what your, you know, your vibe, it's your, what is it you say? Your vibe attracts your vibe your attracts your tribe. tribe. Right. <clears throat> and Catherine was a big advocate for, your clients will reflect back to you still as a coach of what you still need to work on with yourself. Yeah. And every person that I coach, I go, oh, I can take this on for myself. I can keep, you know, evolving myself because I know they're going to like come back with some pushback when I give them some assignments out. And I, and I literally like, I have to take it on because sure enough, it comes back to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You that you're still high. healing as a coach too. Like, right, right. You're still healing all the things that you've, you know, you're still human. I mean, you're not right. some like super uh, powerful person, like you're human. And so every time you get a new client, they're going to be a little bit different and they're going to push you in a new way too. That's, mm -hmm. that's the beauty of a coach 
um, relationship is yes. like you're actually pushing yourself and healing yourself in a different way because we're always growing. We're never going to mm-hmm. stop. We're never going to stop. Um, there's always going to be a next mountain to climb mm-hmm. and every new client experience is going to push you in a new way. And so like, you know, cause sometimes I, I mean, I've, I've gone through this or I think, oh, well, at some point I'm just going to hit like some kind of top of the mountain and then <laughs> it's going to be so easy peasy because I already know everything and then I can help everybody. And then I'm like, that's not true. Always going to, what's next? There's right. never the stopping point. I'm always like, whoa, okay, wow, this person just challenged me, you know, in a new way. And um, and that's the other thing about having a coach. We're not here to solve your problems for you. You, we're just the guide. Right. We're just the guide on your journey. And we're, we're allowing you to really actually discover it for yourself. And we're pushing you, yes, but you have to be the one that to actually invest and do the work. Show right. up and do the work. And, you know, that's what we're held, here to help you keep, keep you accountable for, right? And push right. you out of the comfort zone. But you got to show up and do the work, right. you know? And so I, I literally text one of my clients today. I said, no work, no growth. <laughs> like, yep. because you're paying me and you're sitting here doing the same exact mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, listen, that is telling me you're not doing the work. And he was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you <Yes>. know? <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. You know, sometimes it's the truth. Having, sometimes having a coach, it could be confronting, but I I find that I sit with it and okay, where is this showing up else in my life? Oh, okay, yeah. Mm. Mm. I see how mm. I'm causing that in my life, with my finances, with my love, with myself. Like, okay, this is stopping me um, um, from having the love that I want, the money that I want, the career that I want. And mm-hmm. until I deal with that and take action, it is going to stay the same. Yep. 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 So we're coming to the end here. Uh, I just want to ask you some questions that I normally ask everybody. So what does a life of love mean to you? Oh, I love that question. Um, (laughs) I just think it's just joy and happiness and, um, you know, creating relationships, not only with your significant other, but like, all relationships, right? Yeah. And it took me a long time to figure that out, that the relationship to myself was the thing that really was, um, you know, really wanted, it really, I want, I wanted more from myself, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was trying to seek it in others. And I realized that for a long time, it took me just like the relationship with me is the one that actually creates the relationships around me, you yes. know? Yes. It is so true. It's so and I, true. It took me a long time to figure that out. I really did. Because it's so it's so important. What you're saying is, you know, when you you enroll in other people in the way you love yourself, but if you're negative, if you're you know in that uh, victim state, then you're enrolling everybody else in that story, that whole thing, and they're treating you that way. You can't be mad at them because you are just showing what. Is inside of you to them, and so when you have these like really uh, great relationships, 
in your life, it is reflecting back to you, like how you are loving yourself and they're treating you with the same love and respect that you have for yourself. And that's so beautiful. I love what you just said. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So how do you get out of your own way as a coach? (laughs) Oh, how do I get out of my own way? This is a hard question. Um, Well, you know, I just, it's, yeah, I understand that. I think I just, um, I trust, you know, I think I just have to trust myself that I always know the right answer and the right thing Mm -hmm. for just that client or that situation and just have confidence that, that I, I actually, I know more than I think I do Mm -hmm. and to trust myself. And then that allows me to you know, to get out of my own way. Cause otherwise I could be that person that really overthinks it. Like, Oh, I should have said this, or I should have done that right. and could have done it better, but just trust, you know, that, that it's, everything's working out the way it's supposed to work out. And you, I say the right things at all times, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, the start of this question. So what are you learning about yourself in your current relationship? Hmm. Uh, with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much. So much. I mean, One um, I think it's just, it teaches you a lot about, um, it, because relationships are reflections, mm-hmm. right? They're mirrors. And so my boyfriend and I are always, I think, teaching each other because, you know, everything that I think we, we deal with in life, it's, it's something from our past that shows up, right, in the future. And so if it's showing up in the relationship, then that's there for us to discover what it is that we need to work on, you Mm. know, and the relationship is the way to work on that Mm. so that you can heal it. Um, And, you know, sometimes we don't know, you know, is this, is this going to be forever or not? You know, I I don't know, you know, it hopefully, right. I love my boyfriend, but at least I know that if anything, we are teaching each other and growing as a part of that because it's it's a process. There's the whole dating part, which people get stuck on. <laughs> and then wait a minute. What about when you get in the relationship? Right. This is a whole nother thing to discover about who you are and how you show up. And there's right. so much to learn from that. So use the relationship as a mirror to to really learn and grow. And I really love, love what you just said, because I find that a lot of couples can easily fall into the blame game, make each other, each other's wrong. And you're using the relationship to, oh, I need to look at that. And why am I triggered? Why am I still in this disappointment? Why Mm -hmm. am I in this disbelief? And like, there's something that I, you're, you're taking responsibility 100% responsibility of how you're showing up and I wish like there's there's such a good example of that like looking Mm -hmm. at yourself first both of you and how you're showing up to to bring your best self to the relationship and healing yourself and not relying on someone else to heal you no you being responsible for your own healing and that's I love that yeah Um, what does a juicy love life look like to you um let's see fun and intimacy deep connection um being with my best you know my best best soulmate friend partner lover 
um, and really, you know, just like cut my, you know, my relationship. We are, we are like very <laughs> in sync a lot of times. Like we're just, we're such, we're both creatives. So we're like, we're all like bouncing ideas and, and, you know, having fun and being playful and, and enjoying that too. Like, cause you know, it's, that's part of it too. It's not just like, I have my own life, my own business, but like, how do we help each other, support each other mm. and then have fun at the same time? And that's mm. really what we've created. So mm, that's yeah, so beautiful. that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And what is the secret to coaching that you wish people knew? Hmm. Secret to coaching. Like as a coach or, or like, for people to be coached? Be coached. Like hmm. have a coach in your life and how it would change your life. Or it can change your life. Yeah. Well, I mean, because we can't see... Uh, like we know ourselves and we know our business, but only a person from the outside can show us mm. uh, the kind of the thing that we don't see. And right. you need that person to, to, you know, help you see that clearly so that you can take the actions that you need to act. It's hard, you know, being in your own head. I think a lot of people are in their own head. And, <laughs> uh, right. And so we don't, we don't have clarity a lot of times. Right. So you need that that other person, that mentor that can give you the clarity and the guidance, because otherwise you're just left to your own, you know, your own decisions. And it, and there's just so much, and it can be overwhelming. So I think a coach is is needed um, because you that you need that person to give you that guidance, that clarity that's gonna you know be able to show you that thing that you don't see, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. And where can people find you on social media? Okay. Well, um, everything is styled sharp, S T Y L E D sharp, uh, S H A R P. That's my last name. That is my real <laughs> last name. <laughs> I get that a lot. Um, so really all my, my handles are that and my website is stylesharp.com. And, um, I also post a lot on my personal Facebook page. So, you know, people can friend me there. Um, and that's just Tavia sharp. So Oh, thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so glad we had this conversation because I really get to know you and, you know, who you are for those men. And they are so taken care of by you. And I just um, just want to acknowledge mm -hmm. you just for, like, who you are. Like, just from the moment I met you when we were coaching together, just, like, who you are in a stance stand for men being successful not only in their business but especially for their love life which we need um advocates for men because i find like men are so lost in the era in that area and like we need leaders like you just to guide them and push them and you know help them create and and, and have that love that they want and i so grateful that coaches are like you in the world Yay. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, guys. So don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? 
Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy, juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy, juicy love.